0: Welcome in to another episode of the Marvel Guys Podcast. My name is Jordan, and as always, I am joined by the man on my left, who I believe, similarly to me, has never met a seat with enough leg room. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. There's specific spots that work, though. Like, when you have a gap in between rows, and then they have that little... uh. Uh, it's like the metal bars that, like, you know what I mean? Keep people from falling because there's a gap in between the seats as well. That's actually, like, the perfect place because you can, like, put your feet on the metal bars and just kind of chill.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. yeah my my right knee still hurts from King Kong. Yeah. Or Kong it, versus Godzilla. Shh, the same thing from Amtrak two weeks ago. Yeah. My knee uh, screaming. It's wild. And Tall it's not even times. like, I don't even know what it is, man. Because it, it was, I don't think there's anything actually wrong but now every time i sit all cross-legged my right knee starts it's like swelling up
1: so i got a zinger for you it's and crazy. then i've got um got a i got a question to start the show
0: i love zingers aren't <clears> those <throat> little like red <laughs> chocolate oh <Okay. laughs> yeah, no. yeah 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 no, no 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 <clears throat>
1: why uh why why did marvel like never use the hulk for like an advertising tool right because after all he's just a giant banner line. oh sure.
0: I was really trying uh, to answer it.
2: Yeah, uh,
0: I think Mike—he can't <laughs> memorize the lines, right? Hulk smash? No, that's not. No, Doctor—I mean, Hulk. That's not the line, because <laughs> he's a giant banner.
1: But yeah, um, <clears throat> and I banner. mean, that's good. You know, you're you're my best friend, right? So like, I trust you a lot. But giant banner. I uh, I got a question, man, and okay. I got a, got a quick answer, quick maths. And this—it's a lot for trust, like trust points right here. I'm feeling queasy already. Right. <clears throat> Who would win in a fight? Oh, a silverback gorilla or a grizzly bear?
0: It, it's a—it's a bear. This is obvious. This has been played out on every other podcast in the world. It's a bear. There—that's like asking if a car or a bike will win a fight.
1: Man, this is why you're my best friend.
0: It's not <laughs> even
2: close. I, yes. And the thing is, Let's go.
0: I love Kong. We're going to talk about that later. But it's a totally different thing here. Uh. The bear is, is so much bigger and faster. Mm-hmm. And it has gripping abilities. It's not like it doesn't have the ability to hold on to things, you know?
1: Right. The biggest thing, I think, to me, too, is bears are about to smoke. Gorillas really aren't. Gorillas are pretty passive. They're
0: they're apes, you know? Yeah.
1: They're kind of chill. They're a little too chill. Sure, they got some strength, but, like, bears, mm.
0: It's like asking, would Brock Lesnar beat a bear? It's not quite as (laughs) egregious as that, but it's similar. It is. Bears are not... You don't understand what a bear is like a bear, until oof. you meet a bear. Yeah, I've never met a bear. Met a bear. crazy. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure if you met a bear, you would not be leaving the room all jolly.
1: They can like one shot a moose,
0: and you and a can, moose is massive. They can climb trees just like the, 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 the apes. You know exactly. Mm. Something that's close to us. Uh, now, now here's the thing, and we'll get into it again <laughs> with Kong and Godzilla. Do you give? The gorilla, do you throw a gun in, in the habitat? <laughs> All bets are off, you know? <laughs> right. um, but yeah, it, it, the answer is a bear. Uh, unless the, the gorilla could beat a bear, but it would take an, an outside object, it would take right. a weapon,
1: it would take a foreign object. So exactly. if you
0: put them in a Hunger Games style thing, actually, I would take the gorilla because they would make something given 20 something hours. Or if you, you know, evolution wise, apparently the, the gorilla won. Or, are you know. sure about that? I think so. I mean, I it, it's still the Bears should probably bear. be the favorite, right, but right, right, right. but right. I could see a path to victory. Nice. I mean, UCLA nice. made it to the final four, so. Right. Big trust, big trust. Um My so man. today we are going to cover uh, what is it? 5 6 major topics. Um we're going to segment this out in sections. I don't know why I said segment and sections, but go with it. <laughs> Uh, we are running a March Madness style bracket for Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe films, and it's been a lot of fun so far. Uh, we're on the we're officially fully into the second round, and the second round is the Sweet Sixteen. Since we started with twenty three, this does not include the TV shows. Uh, it doesn't include anything before the MCU or out of the MCU, such as uh, X Men uh, you know, the Logan Wolverine stuff, uh, fantastic four, none of that, um, was a part of this. So we're going to kind of cover what's happened so far in the bracket give our thoughts on that. And then the way we would, um, project it out, uh, based on our thoughts and then what we think the fans may do. Right. So this has been a lot of fun. Uh, we're gonna get into the the specifics here in a second, but uh how have you been enjoying from uh your cat bird seat
1: it's been awesome it it's been it's been really really cool the the actually what I thought was really interesting is we had one of these matchups that almost was like a tie, and we were kind of debating like what do we do if we have a tie <laughs> like thankfully we didn't have a tie, but like it well, was really and close and we were thinking
0: back it, me up what did I say <clears>
1: hmm <throat> You said uh, Coin
0: Flip? Coin Flip, yep. yeah. I ain't going to break ties. That's not my job here. No. <laughs> I'm an observer. Yeah. I'm here to have fun and talk to you guys, and if you vote a movie that I don't like as much as another one, I'm going to say that's that's our that's fans. All you. That's, yeah, that's all <laughs> that's you. Our, that's our people. That's all you. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun so far. Uh, no major surprises yet, and I don't think we're going to get one, but Who knows? Who knows? There's a lot to happen. Uh we're gonna start. First, what did you think of my seating? It really wasn't based on my preference at all. It was just a combination of lists I've seen online. Mm-hmm. So one through twenty-three, did I do okay?
1: Yeah. I think it was perfect, man. I, I can't I don't have really any complaints with how the bracket was aligned. I didn't honestly, I didn't even know how you were gonna do it. Yeah, I didn't because either. it's such an odd number <laughs> and it really is an odd number but it's also just an odd number to begin with and i was like huh but man yeah i i really like it
0: and for clarification uh all i did was seed them and then i input it into a system that created the bracket so i did not determine any of these matchups and they were all organic some of them have been actually really exciting and some are like oh man that's pretty early Mm-hmm. Um, like Rajan mentioned with uh, civil war and infinity war. So we'll check that out. Let's get started. Uh, in the first round, we had victories by, uh, guardians of the galaxy two with a 13 to four vote count over Ant-Man and the wasp. Uh, not a surprise there, right? No, not, as, not a surprise at all. I think uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is an underrated movie, mm-hmm. but the Guardians have become such an entrenched piece of the MCU that it's hard to knock a, a movie like that off.
1: The comedy and the action, as well as the anticipation of lore within every Guardians film, you, you can't... There's not many actual like trilogies or series that can really reach that if that makes sense because I think the Guardians are actually kind of underrated too like because and we'll see I think in Guardians 3 too but like there's a level of like things that they can kind of tease in the background of what's going on or you know put this in the background here and people who are really fans of Marvel will be able to point to it and be like oh my gosh that's Howard the Duck (laughs) Like, it's the small things. With Ant Man and the Wasp, you kind of—I mean, it's Marvel, so you can kind of get that. But, um, I don't know. I think with the way that we're going to, with with space being more of a thing now, uh, I don't know. And and the cast of Guardians is so interesting and awesome and you know complex. Uh, and yeah, it's hard to top.
0: To me, this is the battle of the irrelevance. Um. And what I mean by that is characters that were once cast-offs or just not relevant Mm -hmm. um, that have both been elevated to a nice popular culture status as of now. And I wasn't surprised. Um, I'm glad Guardians 2 gets to move on. They did um, include Ego, which is one of the most powerful beings we've seen so far in the MCU. And it was a really good movie. Um, I, personal preference-wise, preferred the first one. But I think this story was actually much stronger than the first one. Yeah. So happy to see it. Uh, Go to the next round. And that brings us to Far From Home versus The Incredible Hulk. This one is going to be a pretty obvious outcome, right?
1: Very obvious. The Spider-Man films have been done so well. Like, they're, like, man, like S tier, honestly. Um. And the Incredible Hulk films that we've had have just been kind of bad, honestly. They haven't really given him a, uh, a proper um, movie, really, or, yeah. or anything.
0: I, I really liked uh, Andrew Norton's Incredible Hulk as a standalone. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. It's just a movie that happened that we all kind of act like never happened. Yeah. yeah. And so Spider-Man took care of business in the first round. Uh, not surprising, good for them. And next we had Age of Ultron against Captain Marvel. This was a tough matchup for Captain Marvel. Uh, though Captain Marvel did really, really well financially, it did have some uh, pushback just because the the storyline wasn't as memorable as some of these others. And when we're looking at Marvel movies, we have to remind everybody, we're rating on a really high scale here. Like yeah. These are all really fun movies to watch for... For me, you know, it's subjective. These are movies. This is this is fun. If it's not, then don't watch it, right? Right. Um, but I've had a lot of fun watching each and every one of these movies, including our last rank Toward the Dark World. I actually liked Toward the Dark World when it first yeah. came out. I didn't – sometimes you get dragged down by other people because I was like, I had fun watching that. You know, mm-hmm. the plot holes, there's things that don't end up – sure. But that all gets, like, pointed out later, and I get lost in movies. So I, I had fun. Uh, Captain Marvel was another one of those where I was like, that, that was fun. I wasn't like blown away by it. Um Age of Ultron looking back is like the pivotal moment of the Infinity Saga. If it you really took, is. you know, like the projection of uh Age of Ultron f- like four years ago versus now, its approval rating is sky high. Yeah. I Age of
1: Ultron, I think to me is these this is the the, the hate uh <laughs> part of the bracket. The hate bracket. H- yeah. People love the hate on Captain Marvel and people love to hate on Age of Ultron, I feel like. So with um, Age of Ultron, I feel like, like you said, I mean, it's it's kind of like the like launch pad for the Infinity Saga, really. Um, And it just sets up so much and there's so much that's teased about the future. And like, I don't know, if you if you really are hating on Age of Ultron now, like. I feel like you really got to go back and. Rewatch it now that we've all seen Infinity War and Endgame, and we've kind of seen how things turn out. Because they drop a lot of stuff in, in Age of Ultron, and you're like, "Whoa!" Like, did Tony Stark really just say that?
0: Like, <laughs> you know, um, it really set the tone, right, for a lot of the future of the MCU. It really did. Little did we know.
1: Yeah, right. And um, you know that uh, people are gonna point at the Vision scene and and than that but I don't think that's a one thing to like completely bring down an entire movie you know what I mean like that's kind of like if I I get it because it's like you know well why is he holding the hammer you know like how is he but like at the same time like I don't know man I I can't really bring down Age of Ultron I love Age
0: of Ultron it's a good movie it's a fun watch um, I mean, it was following, like, the most highly anticipated movie ever mm-hmm. that nailed it. <laughs> and then it happened, and everybody's like, I thought it was going to be better. Nobody's like, it's terrible, you know? Right. So that took out Captain Marvel, 28 to 11, which leads us into, as you mentioned before, Ant-Man versus Thor. This was the closest matchup of round one, and Ant-Man took it 15 to 13. This was a little bit surprising because Thor is a beloved character mm-hmm. and it's Chris Hemsworth and it's just it's Thor like that's his origin story and I thought it was a pretty good movie and it's the introduction of a lot of cool characters uh, but boy Paul Rudd You know I gotta <laughs> it again
1: say, I, I gotta say one thing man and I, and I gotta put some respect on my name man go for it <clears throat> When we did our top ten Marvel villains, and you were mad at me for putting Loki so low, you ever notice how, like, the one Thor movie that's even talked about is only just Ragnarok? The other two are just kind of like, eh. And honestly, to me, I'm going to back it up a little bit. I'll back off a little bit. Go for it. I like the Thor movies. I'm like you. I enjoyed Dark World. I enjoyed the first Thor movie. But, like, this cements... Why, personally, Loki?
0: Eh, fifteen to thirteen cements.
1: <laughs> Ant-Man beating <laughs> Thor. Where's all these Thor fans? Like, Ant-Man's where's all these? Really good though. Where's all these like Chris Hemsworth and you know Tom Hiddleston?
0: Like, yeah, it surprised me. You know what I mean? I like, mean, Idris Elba. You know, yeah. I Anthony Hopkins. I mean, this thing was loaded. Right. Um, and you got Paul you got Rudd the Frost out here Giant. doing I mean, work. Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Rudd. I mean, Paul Rudd. Work. Can you name somebody else in the, in the movie? The dude from Shooter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do, and they do have some great actors in Ant Man. But um,
1: uh,
0: what's his name?
1: Yeah, exact names. We we can't do this. Yeah, We're we already setting this. ourselves up right here. Um, we spent ten minutes yeah. trying to figure out Woody Harrelson.
0: I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can't remember his name, but Hank Pym. Hank and Pym, he, incredible actor. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, for sure. But he's also like not meant to. Michelle Blow Pfeiffer, us away. he's the Anthony Hopkins role, yeah. you know. Yeah, Michelle Is She in, in the it?
1: first one? She's in the second one. I mean.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if she was in the first, but, um, c- yeah, because she was dating a rescuer, right? Um, so yeah, a bit of a surprise. Uh, fair, we can debate that later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Iron Man took out Thor: The Dark World. Get ready for this. Oh. Fifty-five to seven.
2: Oof. Oof. And, one
0: hundred percent agree. Yeah, because Iron Man. Every time I rewatch that thing, it feels like it came out last year. Yeah, the graphics were great. The story was relatable. Um, the story was a little bit controversial for its time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. being in two thousand eight, we weren't that far removed from like the crux of the uh, Afghanistan war and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So the idea of like shaming arms companies is You know, it's always been, I guess, popular, but it's still like—it's popular. Major movie company to start your franchise off with, right? You know, screw you, yeah. Major arms dealers, because interesting.
1: When you look at like the past, it'll kind of show you that. Like we kind of look at like the hippie movement of the '60s, and we're like, oh yeah, that's actually an awesome thing because they were protesting Vietnam and you know doing all this other stuff. At the time, though, wasn't really popular. Like, during it, it was not very popular. So, yeah, I completely agree not with that. Much because is until afterwards. It, it's always after. So it's exactly. Easier. It's always after. And for them to release that movie, like you said, like, kind of in the middle or just just on the edge of the ending of that uh, conflict, because I guess it's still kind of a thing. We're just not as involved now, but it's just been – it seems like we've been over there for a long time, and for them to release that movie in the moment is –
0: wow <laughs> and by the way it's got it's the first mm-hmm. um it's got the most popular person in the franchise being introduced 100 percent. it has the line mm-hmm. from the entire series that is also the line at the end of the infinity saga um it's the tone setter it was the first time that we were introduced uh to black widow I mean, there were so many interesting things going on with uh, the original Iron Man that it it really, it's going to be a tough out, so yeah, I mean, really I'm very is. intrigued to see how this goes.
1: The other Iron Man movies, not so much, but the first one, absolutely, that's one of the toughest outs absolutely. out there, yeah.
0: Was Black Widow in the first one? Let me fact check in myself. In credit scene, I think, right? Or Tony's, no, the no, credit uh, scene was- Samuel uh, Jackson-
1: yeah, the end credit scene was Nick Fury, exactly.
0: Uh was she in Iron Man 2? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just trying to remember. I think it all blends together. She, right. she I it mean cuz she was them, a right? she was like a secretary kind of a yeah. thing and, um yeah, I I can't remember, but I obviously that's not like the main point. <laughs> but yeah, but at the end you're right, the end credit scene was Nick Fury introducing the idea of the Avengers mm-hmm. too. Right. So, teased- so much going for it. Yeah. And, and by the way, it's Nick Fury. It's Samuel L. Jackson. Right. We're like, oh, anytime... There was a trailer the other day, and I'm like, not interested. And then I'm like, oh, wait, Samuel's in it? <laughs> oh, like, that's saw, spiral, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll watch my... that. Right. <laughs> so as soon as you saw Samuel come in, it's like, oh, okay. It's literally the... There's something happening here.
1: It's the Rick and Morty meme. It's you son cool. of a... I'm in. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> um. Next we have the first Avenger, Captain America, the first Avenger, taking out Iron Man 3, 27 to 16. A good showing for Iron Man 3. Mm -hmm. One of the most underrated movies, uh, first Avenger, up until recently, I think, because people really dove back. Yeah. Like, look at the end of Endgame, how much that points back to all of Captain America's storyline. Right. Including first Avenger. I mean, we had so many throwbacks. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people went back and watched it, for one, and two, just appreciated that they got the conclusion of the last scene you see in Avengers Endgame is a nod to To First Avenger. First Avenger, exactly. So, I mean...
1: What I think is so interesting about what you said, though, there, is I, I think that when we got around to time that Infinity War was coming out, people were like, oh, so maybe I should go back and rewatch these. Then you see the popularity of certain movies getting a little bit higher.
0: Ant-Man. I would point to that as yep. maybe number one. Yep. Because the emotional side of Ant-Man mm-hmm. all of a sudden is very, very valid. Exactly. So to end round one, we had Dr. Strange beating down Iron Man two. one of the forgotten uh, movies of the MCU. Uh, all I can really ever remember from it is Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke, <laughs> you know, yeah. that was my introduction to Mickey Rourke as a kid. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, well, he had um, what was it like? The Wrestler came out before that. Yes. Um, and then, the, oh my gosh, what a movie!
0: By the way, see, I hadn't seen oh, that one. You I, seen I just the wasn't wrestler? that interested, and I know I was like kind of into wrestling at the time, but it wait. It, it looked so old. Be- wait, to me? Wait,
1: hold on. Back the truck up. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen The Wrestler?
0: Nope. Oh Buddy No I, I didn't have any interest Okay It just looked odd To me at the time I, I would love to watch it now I just hadn't yeah. thought
1: I, about well, it Well I think you'd also Appreciate it a lot more now Sure 100% I don't If, if you would have watched it Back then I don't know That you would have Fully appreciated no, it I've
0: Back wouldn't, then wouldn't have known it was probably, right. Plus Mickey Rourke Was kind of scary looking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah about, Right I wasn't into it Right Um, Doctor Strange Oh Dude I,
1: Doctor Strange Is so So cool it's fascinating. Such an awesome movie. You don't hear like, it talked about much, though. That's what's it's one interesting. of interesting. It's going to be one of those ones just like First Avenger and some of the other films like that just kind of probably gets slept on for a while until the next Doctor Strange movie comes out and people are like, oh my. And then they're going to go back and watch it. They're going to be like, you know what? This wasn't that bad.
0: And my but, problem with it was always the forgettable villain. Um, but I think moving forward, that's not going to be an issue. Mm-mm because, you know, if if, a, if it was Dormammu that was, like, the villain, you'd be, like, a lot more whoa, right? you know? But it just didn't have that wow factor to the majority of the movie because of the villain, in my opinion. Uh, I love Doctor Strange. It's one of my favorites. Definitely solidly in my top ten. Mm-hmm. And I'm very intrigued to see how it does in the next round because staying on topic... It's got Black Panther next, which I think is going to be a really, really tight matchup and probably our closest one.
1: Ooh. I don't know about that, man. I don't know that it's going to be that close. It might be, but I don't know.
0: Which side are you leaning towards? Black Panther,
1: 100%. Okay. Black Panther was an awesome... Like, that's such a tough, tough, tough out. Like, Black Panther and Iron Man 1, probably the most, like slept on toughest outs in the entire bracket,
0: I think. Well, Black Panther's a top six seed, so it, it's got its respect in its seed yeah, itself.
1: B- but I think that, like, people are going to instantly look at Infinity War and endgame, and they're going to be like, oh, well, those are probably the top two. And those are going to be the ones are, that should be in the finals. But they can be beat. Right, but they could be beaten, for sure. And I think, man, Black Panther's... Uh, man, it's so good. It's like... On certain days, I will say it's in my top three Marvel films ever. On others, it's like top four or five, but it just kind of depends on the mood I'm in. But like, it's such a great film, too. Okay.
0: Yeah. So you've got Black Panther winning. Um, I have Black Panther winning at like a 60 to 65% clip Mm -hmm. um, over Doctor Strange. I think he's going to make it a competition. I I could be wrong. Um, Yeah, very well could. We'll see.
1: A lot of votes for Doctor Strange, right, in the first round? quite a few forty
0: six to fourteen yeah. it was our second biggest win, yeah so, so, so people, and, and Iron Man two is not like a walkover movie it it's not great mm-mm. but uh maybe maybe it was just something about that matchup specifically that spoke to people right uh I'm not sure, but I'm intrigued to find out I'm gonna give Black Panther the win, you're gonna give Black Panther the win as well, right, and you believe that's the way it's gonna go with the fans as well,
1: yeah, I think so I okay. think so I think fans. A lot of fans really connected with Black Panther, I feel like.
0: Okay. Um, Completing this corner of the bracket, we've got The Avengers, which is one of the top seeds, against Captain America, the first Avenger. Ooh. So Captain America, the first Avenger is coming off a win over Iron Man 3. Fairly handily, but not a blowout. And it's running into a bit of a gauntlet here. It's a a movie that people love, um, a lot of nostalgia because it's it's from a while back, it's 2012. Um, I don't know when it came out, maybe 2013 2012, or 2012. Okay, so they and I know I, that, you know how I know that? <laughs> well, there's the Battle of 2012. I just didn't know if it would correlate well, directly to it.
1: It's kind of silly. Remember how I was showing you like the music that's accompanied with some of the Marvel films in the past? Mm-hmm. The Soundgarden song. I specifically remember that in 2012. Okay. So like I, yeah, it's 2012 for sure.
0: So we we spoke to the significance of Captain America: The First Avenger. What chances do you give it against the Avengers? And on a personal scale, where would you reflect this matchup on? You know, to you.
1: On a personal scale, I'd actually kind of put it kind of close, but I'd still lean towards the Avengers. In a, like a more reality-based setting, I guess it would heavily lean towards the Avengers.
0: I got Captain America: The First Avenger on Blu-ray for Christmas. So for personal, it's probably way back. This was the first movie I really paid close attention to. Right. Um, I loved it. It's very good, and we we talk about like if all of the trilogies went head to head, like it's a no-brainer. Captain America wins easily, obviously. Yeah. Uh, But this one should and will be a victory for the Avengers. I'm going to go 70 to 75%. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's going to be a walkover, uh, but I do think they're going to convincingly win this one. Right. And they deserve, too. The Avengers was a great movie.
1: Yeah, it was a massive movie because you had so many... It was the first time we really had that. Those characters coming together, those actors coming together. Oh, it was amazing.
0: Moving over to... The left side of the bracket here, we've got Thor Ragnarok, which is the five seed, up against Avengers Age of Ultron. This is going to be a barn burner.
1: I think so, but then I'm like, "Mm, I don't think so. I think Thor's going to take care of business. Thor's going to take care of business. People love Ragnarok. People love Ragnarok and they love to hate on Age of Ultron. (laughs) Personally, though, once again, I feel like it's a little closer. Personally. 'Cause like I well like, you know, we, we give a lot of love on this podcast to Age of Ultron. Because we both enjoyed it. We both really love it. And going back and watching it, it's fabulous. But ooh. Thor Ragnarok was so good. Like, oh my gosh. One of the best that they've done. Like I was talking about how Black Panthers, like, you know, some days it's in my top three. Like the ones that usually rotate and that are firmly in the top five are
0: Black Panther, Ragnarok, and Winter Soldier. Yeah, by the end of this thing, you're gonna have 12 movies that you say, you know. Sometimes I put them in my top. No, three. No, 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 no,
1: no, no. It's this is it. Top five for okay. me is
0: always like Infinity War game. save yeah. that. We'll, we'll get to the top <laughs> five later. Slow your roll. You're on. You're a witness. You only yeah. ask or answer what you've been asked. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think Thor's gonna win as well. Um, I have it as a sixty five percent. Sixty
1: five percent so you think Age of Ultron's gonna put up a decent little fight? of. Okay. I mean
0: I I could be wrong. I, I think Avengers, the word is just like a it's like a Google search. You know, mm, like it triggers right. something in their brain. Right. Or it'll trigger like the the distaste, like the I think, you know, <laughs> have you that's how I, you were saying.
1: That's what I'm thinking. I think they're gonna see Age of Ultron and be like,
0: Mm. Okay. What kind of percentage are you thinking?
1: Like seventy-five, probably for Thor.
0: Okay, and personally for you, you'd have personally, Thor solidly over. I would have a little over- closer. Yeah. Oh, okay. I,
1: I would have it a little closer because I just have a lot of love for Age of Ultron.
0: I I would, in my personal scale, I would give Thor uh, a resounding victory. I love Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. It was one of the movies that like thrust me into like full-time MCU like lore. I yeah. I was a a big fan before then but then after Ragnarok I was like oh fanatic I see where this is (laughs) going (laughs) like yes I understood right Um, next we have it's gonna be an interesting matchup Captain America Winter Soldier against Spider-Man Far From Home I said interesting I didn't say close (laughs) I'm intrigued by it but I think Captain America Winter Soldier is going to stomp I really
1: hope it does Honestly, because as much as I really love the Spider-Man movies, and I gave them a lot of clout earlier, ugh. Winter Soldier, man, that ooh, that's the one. That's the one for me. It's also
0: really relevant right now. Right. You it's know? very relevant right now. Like this would, if we vote on this again in a couple of years, it's gonna be different because things change. Mm-hmm. Um, things that we you know used to like. We don't like as much and things we didn't used to like, we like more. So
1: the only thing that I see with fans with this one is how beloved Tom Holland as Spider-Man is. Like that alone could maybe like really make this thing close.
0: I tend to agree, but I think there's a little bit of the reverse as well, where like Spider Man's so polarizing Mm -hmm. that if you don't like Tom Holland or you really like a Toby Maguire You're just like, you can't fully embrace Tom Holland. So I think it's a big plus, but he might lose a few votes just because not into it.
1: Right, right.
0: So I would say 80% to 85% Winter Soldier. Wow.
1: I think it'll be a lot closer. Man, I just think that Spider-Man's got a lot of clout, man. And so I'm going to say like, 65-70 Winter Soldier
0: pretty bold there
1: personally I would say 1 million (laughs) percent Winter Soldier (laughs) like Spider-Man wouldn't have a chance if it was me but because of its you know
0: relevance and all that yeah so next we're going to move to Avengers Endgame the -hmm. number one seed against the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 fresh off a win over Ant-Man and the Wasp this makes me think of a team that plays in a not very good conference, that got a lot of confidence mm. beating up on its foes and then stepping up to the big time mm. and not being allowed in the arena because they're not recognized <laughs> yeah. as the team that's actually playing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so true. If Guardians of the Galaxy gets 10%, I'll be shocked. Same, same. We've agreed a lot.
1: Which is not normal.
0: Yeah, I don't even like it, honestly. Sometimes yeah. I'm trying to like trying to do the opposite. Or something. Yeah. But it's no, hard to it's though hard because to. a good movie's a good movie and it's very subjective. But with some of these, I mean they're good movies. Like they're too good. There's some there's a lot of really, you know, solid movies in the MCU, but there's some standouts and it's hard to pick against them. Right. I don't even know... I don't know how this is going to end up for me, honestly. I don't have my answers you No, know, me yet. neither. So I'm going to be thinking about it. Yeah. But uh, Avengers Endgame, we both have it as a... Solidly. Um, Easily. Big victory. Handedly. Guardians of the Galaxy versus Spider-Man Homecoming. Another one that I think is going to be pretty close. Mm. We have Spider-Man in probably his least liked movie. I mean, he's only got two. But, I mean... Homecoming might might be more beloved because of the semi-origin story, but I think Far From Home was just a better film.
1: Far From Home had a lot of more emotional yeah. things to it.
0: and he was really, he, he got the role at that point. Mm-hmm. And Homecoming was as much Iron Man's movie as it was Spider-Man because right. it was a mentorship and he was really figuring things out. He was still the little kid. And when we got too far from home, he was actually like thrusted. Like yeah, he was kinda he got it. He understood he was on his own relatively, you know, he had the glasses, but um how did... boy. Do you do you have a call here?
1: I really don't, man. This is really close to me as well. We I got think. like
0: thirty seconds, so Okay. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna go say Spider Man. Okay, and I'm gonna go Guardians.
1: Because one thing I think that people are gonna realize is uh, Vulture's still around technically. Like he's gonna be in the Morbius movie, which, where that's relevant, maybe not. I was gonna say
0: what, they're not gonna yeah. think about it until you bring it up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This so, is
1: why they're gonna choose my thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but people could go back and look at it. I mean, it, and be like, wow, you know, I, I really enjoyed this a lot more. But yeah. The thing I do like about Guardians is just the cast. That's tough to beat.
0: I may regret going, going with the Guardians because Spider-Man is so difficult to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, we have that, that Marvel uh, uh, arcade, and Spider-Man's like oh, elite. Dude, he's, <laughs> oh my He's gosh, so good. Dude. That's him. That's going to be him in this yeah. uh, this bracket. Um, I'm going to go Guardians, 55%. It's going to be a toss-up, but I think I'll, I'll give them the slight edge. Yeah, I'll go. So we have our first disagree. Yeah, yeah first disagreement.
1: Disagree. Spider-Man, also 55%
0: cool i think it'll be really close so that leads us to um and we don't have to go round by round at this point because we'll have uh infinity war uh versus ant-man to almost finish off our our top bracket here so i think that's a another boat race as Easy. they say yeah you know what a boat race is no you ever seen a boat race no you ever seen a close boat race <laughs> no okay uh no well, that's why this ain't gonna okay, be close. Okay, okay, okay. That's good. I like that. Yeah. You've <laughs> never seen a boat race? I've never seen
1: a boat okay. race. Okay. So I guess I need to see a boat race, and you need yeah. to see the wrestler.
0: If you've ever seen a boat race, it's never like photo finish. It's like somebody's down the creek <laughs> eating really? sandwiches, and everybody else is still paddling. Yeah, I mean, interesting. You know, uh, Captain somebody's America's really great boats. What somebody has out here really building great yeah, it's boats like, It's like Harvard. A- you seen you seen the Social Network?
2: Oh, there's a boat it, race. There's a right boat right race. There. Okay, I've seen you got, got boat race. In my
0: life. you got beat by a lot. Um, <laughs> Captain America Civil War against Iron Man. Probably my favorite matchup of the Sweet Sixteen. Ooh. This is the originator of the MCU. This is Civil War in bracket style. <clears> um, <throat> this is a beloved film, a beloved comic, versus a beloved character. Oh
1: my gosh! Wow. Mm. I'm gonna say Civil
0: War. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Civil War. I think sixty percent. I War. I I agree. Sixty to sixty-five is where I would put it. Yeah. Um,
1: because it's a way better film.
0: The Cinderella story ends here for Iron Man. Yeah. Um, ends before it started. If it got a better matchup, such as a maybe a Black Panther or a. Uh it's a Spider Man homecoming or something. Yeah. It would have been I think it would have won. For but sure. Iron Man heads home early, which leaves us with let's see, the Avengers against Black Panther. Who you got? Who you got? Ooh, Black Panther. Oh.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go Black Panther.
0: That would be I'm an upset. Another, that would be an upset.
1: Um and I'm actually gonna say like sixty five percent. 65% Black Panther
0: I don't think you're wrong I don't I don't want to <laughs> agree though I'm going to go with Black Panther I think Avengers um, what's it called uh, there's too much too much Avengers so I think they're going to be yeah. voting in Infinity War and Endgame as their representatives and get the original out of here for Black Panther yeah
1: which is interesting because I would only leave what two Avengers films left yes just the, the, the
0: top two the blessed two Um, So, yeah, I'm going to give Black Panther a 55, a a very narrow victory.
1: Oh, yeah, okay.
0: And that leads us to Captain America Winter Soldier against Thor Ragnarok. This is a battle of Mm. two titans that are not Avengers, perhaps Mm. the two best movies outside of Avengers films. Yeah, that's, man, that's tough. It's an early matchup for that. That's tough.
1: Golly, that's tough, man. Oh.
0: It is the battle of the four and the five seeds. Oh, my gosh. This is exciting. This is to go to the final four.
1: I mean, it's like the it's like what used to be the four and the five seed in, well, I wouldn't say that. I was going to say, like, in the old football playoff, how you'd have, like, a division winner and then kind of like that team that didn't win their division but was still really good. And they <laughs> the first round of the playoffs, they have to, you know. Man, that's tough.
0: Um Thor Ragnarok Captain America Winter Soldier I know
2: my oh. answer
1: That's man this is too tough I will say Winter Soldier though 50 Come on fi- man uh, 52%
2: 52.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Closest battle I'm
0: going to I'm going to give it to Captain America Winter Soldier Oh my gosh we uh, uh,
1: Now I wish I it just Ragnarok.
0: a tiny bit I'm going to go the slightest of margins, like 53 to 55, somewhere in that area. Or 50 to 55, somewhere between that. What the heck is this? I say 52, and you're like, yeah, Well, I don't know why you're picking 52. What a (laughs) weird number. Jeez. Next, we have Avengers Endgame against either Homecoming or Guardians of the Galaxy. We both have a a different different opinion there, Um, but I think we're both going to end up with the same winner of this bracket, I would assume.
1: Wait, Avengers Endgame versus who?
0: Either Guardians or Spider-Man. You had Spider-Man, I had Guardians.
1: Oh, Spider-Man against Avengers Endgame. Oh, easily. Yeah, I don't know. You started thinking about
0: it. Yeah, no. Uh, Endgame. Endgame. Period. Yeah. Uh, 80 to 85 is where I would go. Next, that leads us to Avengers Infinity War Mm -hmm. against Captain America Civil War... Rayjan, where you at?
1: Ooh, Infinity War. Seventy-five percent.
0: I agree. Yeah. Yeah, about seventy-five percent. It's um, the only time they lose. Civil War is an amazing movie, but Infinity War is a better version of it. Mm-hmm. It's it's MJ to Kobe. You know, yeah, it's very comparable, but That's one's great, obviously better. Right. That's a great comparison. Um. Alright, well, we have our final four here, Mm. which leaves us with Black Panther, Captain America Winter Soldier, Avengers Endgame, and Avengers Infinity War. Wait, they're facing each other? Well, not in a Royal Rumble.
1: No, no, no. no. (laughs) Infinity War and Endgame are on the same side of the
0: bracket? Infinity War is facing off against Black Panther. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Uh, Infinity War. Uh, As much as I really love Black Panther, it's so hard to beat. Like uh yeah, Infinity War.
0: Okay. Um I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. So the number two seed advances past Black Panther, in my opinion, in about 70 percent, maybe sixty five yeah. to seventy percent. I was literally thinking maybe 70. even a little more, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I think Black Panther Steam will eventually run out. Yeah. Next we have Avengers Endgame, the number one seed. Against Captain America Winter Soldier does the Cinderella story begin here
1: I want it to I really do but it's uh it's too much I think to overcome I think it'll be kind of I want it to be kind of close but I just see in game steamrolling them like 75% over Winter Soldier
0: I'm curious because what I want to do right now I'm not cheating, but I'm going to check what we've got right now for Winter Soldier to see how is it doing.
2: Oh, like in its check live updates.
0: bracket. Right. Because I, yeah, I, I think see, that yeah. will give us an idea if it has the legs to make it all the way. So as we check on Captain America Winter Soldier, it is showing that it is currently
1: by the way guys, go go to the Facebook page and uh and vote vote for your favorites. You might you probably disagree with us and that's completely fine, but cast your vote, man.
0: It's currently at 71% over Spider-Man. Wow. That does not give me the confidence to put it over Avengers Endgame. Right. Um I don't even know where I projected it before. I'll have to listen back. Yeah. But I think Endgame we have Gonzaga versus Baylor. Mm. It's it's mm. the one against the one. Uh, you know, Infinity War was ranked second in this seating wise, but let's be honest, they're they're one movie played out in two parts. I'm taking. So hold on, how are you just gonna oh, throw it out there? I just gotta. Hey. What are you doing? Have have you ever done podcasting before? What is this? It's a new thing to me. This is this is egregious. Yeah. So. Let's both write down our our things here in some facet so we don't infringe on each other's guesses here. So we have Infinity War against Endgame. Hope you guys are screaming your answer in your car or in your headphones right now. You can hear the paper crinkling. hmm Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Three, two, two one. Oh my god. <laughs> we both chose infinity war yeah and that's the upset why yeah. did we both choose that okay i, I got a good reason for major it. Reason. Go major for reason major reason
1: is because they end with a l to me okay. i think it's so awesome that they and another thing too is while in game is so good and it like closes a lot of chapter or like closes the book on some uh pivotal characters that we've seen grow over time and like we see their stories play out before us and it's all really cool and like it's a lot of fanfare on
0: endgame isn't it?
1: but <laughs> it's not really a hit piece it's just like man infinity war is so much better to me like the emotional weight's still there because it's literally right after civil war so like tony and steve aren't talking to each other you get the tension because he has the phone in his hand but he's just dis- he's you know d- interrupted by ebony maw um so, yeah, like I 1 million percent would say Infinity War over Endgame.
0: Okay. I choose Infinity War because I just think it's a superior film. Um, and I think that's worth it in the long run. So, as you said, there's a lot of things that make Infinity War a great movie, and there's some things that make an Endgame not as great. As far as structure, uh, some flow stuff, and just logic. Yeah. uh, Endgame was amazing. It is my favorite movie I've ever seen, and probably gonna be the best I've ever, ever will watch. In my opinion, like in my personal experience.
1: Like there's A tier movies, there's S tier movies, but then there's. God tier movies. It's just, I think they're both in there.
0: I don't think anything can personally ever beat that because of not just the movie, it's subjective. If you watch, if you have a really bad day and then you watch a movie, like it's not going to go as your number one because you had outside influences. Mm. We were able to travel to, to Branson and stay in the cabin for two days. We went to IMAX, like a beautiful IMAX theater, experienced it all. Um, that movie will forever live in my brain mm-hmm. as the most like happy three hours of movie watching time I've ever experienced. Nothing's gonna beat it. Maybe one day something can come along that's similar and give me a, a emotional roller coaster. But the time that they took that was put into all this, it's hard to see that happening. Um, but infinity war is probably, the better film if we're just looking at the two head to head. We almost died on that trip too. That's my opinion. Ah, uh, We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you didn't almost die. I almost died. I was in the back seat.
1: No, I was kind of like along for the ride. I had no clue what was going on. But like you wouldn't late. have been hit though. It was, it was the complete back <laughs> of the car <laughs> that was in trouble.
0: I, whatever. Oh, I made bad. it out. Yeah, we made we're it out. We're okay. Obviously. Um, now, who do you think they're going to vote on?
1: Who do I think they're going to vote? I think they're going to vote Endgame. How much? Um, I would say it's probably going to be kind of close, but like maybe 65-ish area, 60 to 65.
0: I'm going to go with Endgame 55 to 60. I think it's going to be a close one. Okay. So we both ended up with basically the same bracket except uh, Guardians versus Spider-Man. Yeah. How's that feel? That sucks
1: yeah, <laughs> I, I wish there would have been a little more. We watched too many of them together. That's, we, we, <laughs> that's that's the problem. That's true. That's okay. Hey, we, we can make fun. So that was a lot of
0: fun. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping this is as fun for you guys as it is for us. and it's going to be an exciting bracket moving forward every single week. I mean, uh, I'm trying to make it as fun for you guys uh, as far as interactivity and and inclusiveness because all the voting is happening. Uh, On our page and everything is linked in on the comments of the bracket page So it's very very easy to access. I hope you guys are taking advantage of it and Having a good time because that's what it's here for This
2: is awesome. Yes.
0: Uh, It's been growing. We've been having a good time with it. Yeah, the next few things We are going to talk about here uh, two trailers came out recently the Loki trailer and the black widow trailer so black widow we'll start there because there's not a lot to discuss um we've already talked a little bit about the black widow movie and all of it's happening in the past so i'm not as invested in where it's going because sure it's going to be relevant to you know some storylines but it's not going to be something that i'm going okay now this is the where they're going because of this. It, to me, it's going to be something very fun to watch. Black Widow finally gets her own movie. Uh, we didn't see much new in the trailer this time. They did use some footage from Endgame, and you know, brought some some tears back to the fans' eyes. Uh, just as a reminder, hey, hey, remember when you loved this character two yeah. years ago? Um, come watch the movie. So. I guess just your initial thoughts on on the, the most recent one and your level of excitement for the movie in July.
1: Pretty excited for it, like really excited for it, because I actually have the adverse of what you just said about it, like how you're not super interested because you don't really know if it's really setting anything up in the future. I think it actually is. I think there's a reason why we see that scene from Endgame is because I think... At some point in this movie, I think, number one, we'll see a flashback with Hawkeye in Budapest. Oh, for sure. But I also think that we'll get a maybe some kind of mention of Hawkeye now leading or helping direct a new initiative with maybe Ross or somebody behind the scenes... To create maybe the Young Avengers or to create maybe like a new type of program like that, like the Young Avengers or the Thunderbolts, something like that. And that's why she was so keen on saying, let me die, because you have a more important role to fill later on. And he's like, no, because I don't want, you know, kind of like Sam, you know, I don't really want that pressure on me. I'm a nobody anyways, stuff like that and even though that this has been put on me anybody can fill my role maybe that's how hawkeye was feeling so i think they're gonna try to add a little bit more it might not be that way it might not go that way but like i think that they're gonna try to add a little bit more to that scene a little more weight to that scene that we haven't seen yet
0: okay i can buy that um I, I mean i'm super excited to see this thing it, it's we been so long since we heard about it and i, I can't wait uh i want to see her relationship with her sister um and how that grows and and where she came from you know because there was no origin story for her there was never an origin story all we got was you know one-liners thrown here and there a little bit of backstory told by her but she was constantly lying about things and she's deceptive she's a spy so we're gonna actually see what was happening all this time what made her the you know assassin that she is um what made her as cold-blooded as she is both in a positive and negative way and how she was treated um super excited for this can't wait i think it was what july 11th mm-hmm. it's coming out in both theaters and on Disney Plus. Uh, where are you at as far as excitement level? Give me a one through ten, just because I like numbers. Eight and a
1: half.
0: I'm gonna go seven and a half. Yeah, and that's on my Marvel scale. So yeah, Marvel scale. Marvel that scale. Oh, uh, yeah. every any Marvel thing. Literally, I'm just like I I just watch trailers when I get home from work <laughs> yeah. and I watch reactions yeah. to trailers and oh, all kinds of things. Like, so everything literally, I'm not even kidding. Every single Marvel thing will get an 10 in anticipation and excitement. So I'm super excited for it, but on Marvel scale, I'm gonna go seven and a half. Uh, most things lay in the, the seven to 10 area. Mm-hmm. Um, so can't wait for that. We got a low key trailer um, very recently and I, uh, Kind of weird that they dropped two trailers so close to each other, to be honest. Yeah. But this Loki trailer uh, expanded on the idea of the time travel um, storyline that it hinted at in the first one. I think the major takeaways, and there's things to get into, but the major takeaway is that Loki is basically, he's meddled with time. And it would seem that he's meddled a lot because they're asking him to fix his timeline meddling and there's like branches all over the yeah. place. So there's a lot of different places that he's at in this thing. And what I'm getting from it is that he has to go reverse the effect of what he's done in all these you know, times and places. And we're going to be in some cool places. He's in Asgard. He's in uh, a post-apocalyptic kind of New York City. He's D.B. Cooper. Uh, He's a President Loki, and that may also be in New York. I don't know. We'll see. But um, there's a lot of cool little places. There's a place that even kind of looks like Vormir. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. if it is, but it gives those vibes. Mm -hmm. So Loki has meddled with time, and they want him to fix it now. And for some reason, they really think that he's the one to do it, maybe just because he's the one that screwed it up, and now he's the one that can fix it. Uh, he said, we need your special, like low key abilities uh, or personality, something like that. They, Mm -hmm. they know he's the man for the job. So Loki gets his time to shine. What did you think of the trailer?
1: I am a little bit more excited for it now, like quite a bit more excited for it. Um, I think we'll get a lot of different things within this show uh, based off of the trailer. Like I think, like you said, I think all of these different things we've seen are just variations of Loki. It's not really just one Loki that's doing all of this. It's
0: We're probably going to get a lot of multiversal things. He's the god of mischief. Yeah. And he's always the god of mischief. <laughs> yeah,
1: no matter what. And um, the thing that's interesting to me, though, and what I really want to see from this series is because while Loki is the god of mischief and all of that stuff, he's not the only person in Marvel history to really meddle with time. Like there are several characters who have meddled with time in the future, in the past. Yeah. Currently. Like, are we going to get any kind of hints of Tony Stark or are we going to get any hints of, uh, maybe King Kang conqueror? conqueror? Are we going to get anything from, uh, Steve Rogers because he did too. um, I think Kang is the most likely. Kang's probably the most likely, for sure. He was a timekeeper at one point. Thanos, uh, Doctor Strange. Um, I mean, there's several... Scarlet the Witch. Several, yeah, several several characters that... And, and ones that we really haven't seen before yet. Or, uh, you know, haven't really seen them in their full capacity yet that could make a, a name. Well, we know um, Kang's
0: on the way. Yeah. And so... There's there's speculation that uh, the Mandalorian... The Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Oh, my gosh. Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, Disney, on my mind. The Mandarin yeah. uh, could be the power broker, which would lead to the Shang-Chi. Ooh. And there's speculation that Kang the Conqueror could be a major part of Loki. I think that's a pattern of, like, if there's something coming up, there might be you know a lead-in, which mm-hmm. Marvel has always done. Always. Always. So... I would buy Kang the Conqueror more than anybody else. I don't think they're that interested right now in telling the whole Chris Evans, this is what he screwed up and how he's going to fix it until they can get Chris Evans.
1: Well, I don't know that they would. That's the thing is, you know, for Steve Rogers to do what he did, I would assume that it would be a one-off for Loki to do something like this, it would obviously. We, I mean, we see it in the trailer. He's done it so many times that he's meddled with time or done this or that. For Steve Rogers, it would be a one-off. And uh, the thing about multiverse too is, you know, maybe the TVA or the Watcher or somebody kind of looked over what Steve Rogers did in the aftermath of it, and they're like, you know what? He did meddle with time or. He created a new reality, but things go a kind of, kind of close to as as close to accordingly as they would have without it. So maybe they just don't
0: look at it as severe enough, like Loki meddling with it, you know,
1: endless amounts of time or whatever. So
0: he could have simply gone to an alternate timeline where he had passed away and just take that place you know, yeah. and lived out that life. Like we don't know what he did. Uh, I don't think they know what he did because they the uh, screenwriters and the directors had a different opinion mm. of what he did. Mm-hmm. So uh, that story will come one day, I'm sure and we'll we'll address it when it gets there or when we get there. Um, so you are right that they have to have Chris Evans before they address that though yeah, it, it's really hard to tell the story of something that you don't have like the rights of anymore <laughs> like, right and you don't have the right to Chris Evans Captain America because you don't have Chris Evans right. Um, unless you're recasting and they would never ever ever do that so you mentioned the word variance which is interesting because this is the first time we've ever heard variant in the MCU Mm -hmm. which means we're fully we're in the multiverse now variant is literally a varying you know figure of a, a, a person's being like I'm one person in an alternate reality there would be a variant of Jordan And we saw in the uh, trailer that there was around 1,330, I can't remember the exact number, um, of Lokis just just, uh, from that piece of paper. So we're about to see like full-fledged multiverse stuff coming out. This is probably going to be our first introduction into it because, Mm -hmm. well, WandaVision didn't quite go there yet. Mm. Um, They they gave us the roots for it. But I don't know. This this is going to be very interesting. Did you know? That in terms of like search power, uh, as far as search engines go, Loki has had more uh, excitement based on how they can measure it than WandaVision and Captain or Falcon and Winter Soldier combined.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Everybody wants Loki because
1: they didn't really. There was never really enough hype around WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier was already kind of like, yeah, it's going to be good, but it's going to be kind of basic. Loki is the interesting one.
0: Yeah, and this was actually pre-WandaVision and pre-Winter Soldier stuff, so they were just given the the choice of the three, I guess, for for searching, and he was the guy that stood out, and people love Thompson Hiddleston. Yeah. So um, I'm very intrigued. I love, love how we are getting three different TV shows, and they're all completely different.
1: They could not be more different. I mean, come like, on. Yeah,
0: that's so cool. We have a sitcom turned action, uh, you know, romance and drama. And then we have an action-based, uh, you know, grounded in reality uh, theatrical performance between Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And then we're going to get a time, you know, travel meddling thing that goes on with A personal journey of a villain,
1: much like the multiverse. Come on, man!
0: It's so cool. Unlimited,
1: unlimited possibilities, just like the multiverse. Yeah, there's unlimited numbers of multiverses.
0: This is incredible. They're just Marvel's really doing a good job here. Um, We're gonna get more into Loki and Black Widow as the uh, film and TV show approach, but we wanted to give you a little bit of a sneak peek into um, you know what was to come and what we thought. Our next three topics, we're going to be talking about the Snyder Cut that was recently released, and then Kong versus Godzilla. And we're also going to touch on the new Space Jam 2 trailer. So Snyder Cut was something that we were looking forward to. You know, we we love our Marvel. Uh, DC is every bit as valid in the comic universe, and all of it is fun to, you know, observe. Yeah. But I think you had... A bit of an empty feeling when watching the Snyder cut because, as great as it was, as fun as it was, I think we were both a little bit disappointed in. Well, there's nothing next because yeah. they messed it up. Well, so
1: I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, so I don't want to get too much into it at right now because we're still like in the beginning of this. But yeah, it was. Uh, a different feeling when we got to the end of Snyder Cut um, and uh, kind of made me a little little sad not gonna lie like really sad <laughs> yeah, I know so um, <laughs> yeah I uh, but I mean I don't know man I've been I've been reading things and seeing things that it's probably not gonna happen and I know it's not it's kind of like when you'd read up on like CM Punk maybe coming back to the no. WWE and you're like eh, no, never, never happen. gonna happen <laughs> and uh you know it's just kind of interesting how big of a spike hbo max got just because of the snyder cut which was a four-hour movie like a four-hour film showed a 68 percent spike in subscriptions to hbo max which is crazy to me and crazy cool uh And I think to me the the big things that I took away from it too was like the big picture things, pun intended, um, were that it was amazing for filmmakers because it is a four-hour film that's put on a streaming service and that many people watched it and that many people were interested in it enough to subscribe to HBO Max just to see it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I enjoyed the movie. Um, I thought it was... Decent, um, but the first one was horrible, uh, or the original, I guess. And the thing is like, I- I'm very sober with this because if anyone, it's like <laughs> people joke about like, if you died, um, but you got to watch your funeral, you mm-hmm. get to see what everybody thought of you. And then you, if you could come back and just live your life, you would know who like actually cared about you. Right. That's exactly what happened here. Right. Um, as much as Snyder can deserve some credit for making a, a good movie, he got every advantage in the world to do this one right. So, you know, kudos yes, to him know. for delivering on a fun movie. Um, but there is the the factoring in he got to see what worked and what didn't in the original and got to build off that. So it's, it comes with a caveat of, of a congratulations to him, in my opinion.
1: Well, the first one wasn't his vision at all. The first one, it was kind of stripped from him. It was, he had a bare-bones skeleton of what he wanted to do, and then Whedon came in and just completely butchered it and screwed it all up, and it was nothing like he wanted. So he got the chance to right the wrongs and put out the movie that he created and envisioned because he, he actually had the ideas to do, like, four or five movies, and he had it all planned out and all... Everything was going to make sense. Like, and that's where it, it felt really sad to me because watching this, this Justice League movie, I'm not going to lie, man, this was amazing to me and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's actually one of my favorite comic book movies now. Wow. It's, uh, it's, it's very high up there very high up there. That's cool. Um because the way that I kind of look at things, like there's a lot of a lot of things that I take into account, and one of those things that I take into account is how well does it like integrate and make other movies better that are maybe in that series. And to me, the Snyder cut actually kind of makes Batman v Superman a little bit better than it was initially when I saw it. Like, initially when I saw it, I didn't really like Batman v Superman that much. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was great. Now I think my opinion on Batman v Superman is a little bit better because I've seen what Snyder's overall vision is with the two characters. And, man, like, wow, the stuff that he was setting up was just... it. Man, it's so sad because he had... He was literally going to set up two different Justice League storylines happening within two different universes that would have equally been great box office hits to me because if people would have seen Zack Snyder's Justice League instead of Whedon's back in the day I feel like DC would be in better footing than it would be sure
0: and well probably I guess yeah. you can't like be 100% sure but
1: right but I also feel like because one of the coolest scenes in Batman V Superman is when you get the nightmare Batman scene, when you see the future and you see evil Superman and you're like, Oh, like Bruce has been having these visions for a while now of what's going to happen or what could happen. And then they directly correlate that in and say, yes, this is going to happen. And it's basically, it's like their way of tapping into a multiverse. So yeah, man, I, I have nothing but positive things to say about it. And I know this was one thing that we touched on as well. Uh, I know that one of the biggest drawbacks, and one of the biggest flaws that people say that it has is that it's shot in like the 4-3 aspect ratio. He was initially intending on releasing it first to IMAX anyways, which that's the ratio they use. But I like the idea of just keeping it in that ratio anyways, because it's different it it stands out on its own whether you like that or not you remember it because of it (laughs) like in either either way it's it's just completely different it's not the same old cookie cutter thing that you're used to seeing and some people a lot of people don't like that but I'm one of the people that really enjoys when film directors do something a little bit different than normal and to to stay true to what your vision was and to just say, you know what, I'm just gonna put it in this aspect ratio and you know, I, I man, that's a lot of respect to Snyder, for sure.
0: Okay. Um I have a question based off of what you said, uh, that he didn't get to really do much of the original one. Yeah. It wasn't his vision. Right. All that stuff. Um but this one was almost all shot back then so the one that he's doing or that he released was really the original it was just some different shots used a a little bit was reshot not much just some of the uh, later stuff but uh, so I guess to play devil's advocate he really just kind of reformatted a lot of what was already created Mm -hmm. so I guess I'm asking where 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 do you balance that between you saying he didn't have much influence in the original creation but giving him the credit for uh, what we got today, which is still almost all what was originally shot.
1: Because Whedon came in. They they completely took him out of the equation, and Whedon changed a lot of the scenes that we saw and made them, like, he gave the Flash no kind of anything, number one, and the big thing, too, was Cyborg. Cyborg... I think if Snyder's vision came true and he got those extra movies to play out, Cyborg would actually be just as big of a character going forward as Batman or Superman because of how he was developing him and what we saw in the Nightmare future. Um, and with what we saw in the Whedon, like, what I really took away from this, honestly, is that a lot of the scenes that were upsetting to me in the Whedon version were completely axed in the Snyder because when Whedon came in, he did add a lot of things and he did make things kind of weird. Like the whole scene where flash falls on wonder woman like that. there was, that was absolutely not necessary and it made it too comical and it made it too like weird. That's completely axed out. Like Snyder's version was a much more like serious movie and kind of treated the Justice League with more respect Mm -hmm. than what Joss Whedon was actually going for and we kind of know from Joss Whedon's history um, as a filmmaker and as a human um, just what he was what his real motives were in certain scenes here and there so to say so yeah I feel like I feel like it's kind of um, George Lucas, right? Mm -hmm. Creates Star Wars, creates all this awesome stuff, creates amazing lore. And then he hands over this beautiful thing only for the people who he hands it over to to kind kind of muck it up. And that's exactly what I think what happened here. Snyder had the skeleton. He had everything kind of played out and then they pulled the rug out from underneath of him and then said hey Joss Whedon here you go and he's like well don't want that don't want that don't want that don't want that gonna put in all this stupid stuff here and then bang here's a really bad Justice League movie
0: yeah and I'm cool with Snyder getting all of his credit I'm just having fun playing devil's advocate here because there's many things that are going against just the oh this is amazing uh, to me it's you would never get a four hour movie passed. So there's a lot of what you probably like that would have had to be on a cutting room floor. That's just the reality.
1: I think that um, the pacing movie situation. Yeah, the pacing would have been different. Yeah, I think there were some that
0: scenes that were like really long. You're like way too long. I've never seen a yeah. movie scene like the one at the beginning that just like showed Superman's echo yeah. Well it was like I think two and a half minutes long. It's like whoa That's actually
1: one that I think would have stayed. Because that's crucial. Thing. That's crucial to the story. That's the crucial to the story. It's interesting.
0: It's just tough to pull that off. Because what that scene valuable is showing time.
1: and what how that scene is so valuable is that's showing that Superman's death activates the mother boxes. Unlike in the original Justice League, Superman's death un, like unlocks the mother boxes because it's basically saying to Darkseid, Hey, this planet's now vulnerable because Superman's dead. Right. So like 100% I think that would have stayed. The Wonder I loved Woman that scene, scene. Yeah, the Wonder Woman scene I think would have been kind of cut back a lot
0: because that They did a lot of fighting a there.
1: Lot of, that was too much. Too much fighting. Like the pacing of that was a little weird.
0: It was an extended cut. Yeah. Is what it is. And I guess that's just one of my perspectives of there's a lot that would have been ed- edited out mm-hmm. um, just because that's reality. Um and then two, I would say again going back to what you mentioned like the things that everybody absolutely hated and reddit made fun of for years <laughs> <laughs> he just literally got rid of yeah. he was just like okay you guys don't like it like why would he put it back in if if it was already clowned right. once well, so that's the, he has the yeah. 2020 hindsight kind of a thing going on which again i'm not taking away from him Right, i'm just saying given if somebody made a movie and then it it had its day and then I got to make the exact same movie three years later, but the way I think it should go, you're starting with a massive advantage, which is yeah. great because maybe we should get this more often. I, I don't know. Maybe they should fix their mistakes, but it's art at the end of the day.
1: Well, I think the thing about it is is um, there should have honestly been a lot more flack given earlier on. Yeah, agreed. Like by the fan base. Because if the fan base really knew what was going on, and I don't remember hearing about this until recently, but
0: like the
1: way that they treated Zach, like so horrible. Like that is.
0: Well, and to be fair, it's really the way bad. every other movie creator is treated in most of the the yeah, cinema. But world. that's
1: not the way we should be doing things. Sure. That is. And not that's a fight to fight. Doing
0: I'm just pointing out that. Yeah. It, like if, if a, uh, a woman was filming a movie or something, and was like, Hey, I'm pregnant. And they have a release date. Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't care, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it, it is a reality that, like, when you sign those contracts, some of the time they're incredibly rigid. And then there's situations where you look at Guardians of the Galaxy and they're like, oh, yeah, you're making another movie for our rivals? Oh, no, no problem. We'll, we'll see in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's just, I don't know, man. So kudos to the ones that are taking care of the directors um, and writers, but it's not you know, if, if it wasn't a big name, it happens all the time, you yeah. know, especially in, in Hollywood.
1: It's just unfortunate, man. Like a death. Absolutely. And a death like that is. And then to be treated the way that you were. And to see. To not see your vision on the big screen. To see someone else's based off of what you were going with. It's cutthroat. That's it's, that's it's Hollywood. It's so bad. It, it very much is The Last Jedi. Right. Very much is. But
0: well, that. There's so much of that happening with Star Wars. Yeah. Left and right, directors are leaving and right. things like that.
1: But like... Writers. it To me, the Zack Snyder, the, the Snyder Cut to me, like I said, man, it's it's a very, very... I loved it. Cool. I really loved it. I, I'm I, excited I it to hear there. you say
0: that because that's, that's big stuff from you. I know that you have a lot of, of comic brain, you know, taking up your, your orbital or whatever. I don't know what you, I just said. But <laughs> uh, your cerebrum. There we yeah. go.
1: And I think it's important for me to not get narrowly focused on entirely one thing, and then just kind of like poop on the other because it's just not that one thing. And like,
0: great movie is a great movie.
1: Great movie is a great movie, exactly. And And, to me,
0: personally, it was a good movie. Yeah, I I didn't see great. Mm -hmm. I still saw a lot of the flaws. To be honest, I don't know how much of it was Snyder, and so none of this has to do anything with Snyder. It's just. Uh, I didn't love some of the pacing. There were some things that was still a little off to me. Yeah. Um, but that's the risky run with a four-hour movie. You either right. love it or it's like, could have done without some of that.
2: Right?
1: Right. Yeah. I, I, I loved it. The thing that I think would have that's been good. really interesting going forward with that, if they did restore the Snyderverse, would be the casting of Mira and how they would kind of have to you know, jump around that. <laughs> I would but love like, to see yeah.
0: Justice League characters even if they have to recast like who cares <laughs>
1: what what I do find interesting is if and only if they really decided to say you know what we are going to rest- we're going to listen to the fans and we're going to restore the Snyderverse they can actually still do it with the Robert Pattinson Batman because it just was released For that sure. like that Batman is actually the Earth 2 version of Batman.
0: I'm good on Affleck, too. I like so, Affleck as Batman, but I don't think I do he's going to like be here for 10 more years playing Batman, so no. I would love to have a younger. Although, <laughs> I think the last actor in the world that wants to get un- on like an eight-year contract is Robert Pattinson, <laughs> the guy that's already done Twilight.
1: <laughs> right, right. But, but yeah. We'll I, see. Very interested, very, man. All right, yeah.
0: And it's interesting because, like, Batman's the one thing that, like, has always stood the test of time and has no use for a long-term contract. Like, yeah. you can pump out new Batmans and new Jokers, and they just work. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't say that because, you know, the the previous Joker uh, did not do so well. It um, didn't. But that's in the scale of Joker-dom. yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And that I, that's just so unfortunate. I hate when people do that. To be honest, because uh, I kind of look through it and I see different sides of it. Like to me, every Joker that we've had so far, like uh, what was it? Uh, Jack Nicholson, is that right? I um, don't go
0: on a name thing. We're gonna we're gonna blank for two minutes. <laughs> we'll just go. Yeah. Please stand by.
1: Jack Nicholson, and, um, <laughs> and Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix. They to me represent completely different like personality sides of what could be like a
0: joker yeah they're the starting pokemon
1: yeah like and people love to cling to the heath ledger joker and they say it's the best joker i really don't like ever saying that anything that i've already seen is the best of something because if it is why would i ever want to see whatever is coming it's
0: the dave portnoy yeah right (laughs) and a lot of people i think more people would say jack uh, nicholson is better I think I think he still holds the crown of, of Jokers, but it depends on the age group of you know who you're talking to.
1: What is the uh, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight?
2: <laughs> lower, <laughs> lower
0: than 35, I think you'll see majority Ledger. Yeah. 35 and up, 36 and up, uh, Nicholson's probably still the guy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And we always know that who votes? Old people vote. <laughs> yeah.
1: And Mark Hamill did an excellent job in the animated as well.
0: And he has a there. claim to be like the greatest joker ever too even though he's never actually been the joker right. other than you know. Dude, his that voice. voice is iconic
1: and kevin oh, conroy sure. is batman
0: is and you could have fabulous. played it too like the, he, his mannerisms bit, the know. way he if you ever watches um his sound you know recordings right he's doing the joker yeah um, man i love mark everything. himmel he's such a yeah, he's treasure awesome. um so yeah i think uh what what would you said it makes like your top 10
2: yeah what does
1: that mean man it's it's up there it is firmly up there in comic book movies to me uh even with the pacing even with the four three aspect ratio even with the uh length it man it's uh it's it's very very high it's up there with avengers films uh it's up there with you know, I've got Infinity and Endgame, Infinity War and Endgame up there just as much as I have Snyder Cut, I will say that. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: and I know I'm going to get some flack for that, and I know that eh. there's going to be a lot of people that hate it, but Subjective. number one, it's my opinion. Number two, to me, this was the... Uh, kind of like Avengers meets Infinity War...
0: It was rushed, but yeah. Yeah, for that, that's uh, what it was gonna be for
1: the Justice League. And what's really cool about it too is, like I said, we would have had at least what two to three more Justice League films after that. So we would have had it awesome. by now. Yeah, <laughs> we would have had two to three more Justice League films. I mean, w- so I would have loved to have seen where that story went. We would have eventually got Dark Side versus everyone, like that. Oh Man,
0: yeah. and we would have eventually gotten Justice League versus Marvel. Uh, yeah. I mean, the if the money's right, nobody cares.
1: Right, (laughs) we would have had a really good, strong, I think, valid DC versus Marvel, for sure. So that's why I felt about it.
0: But I know it's it's probably never happening. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I'm wary of slash excited for is the idea that a four-hour movie was tolerable by so many people. Yeah. I'm hoping that shows that. More studios shouldn't be afraid to do a full three hour movie. Yeah. Um, Fully flesh out your thoughts. However, I'm very concerned if people start releasing extended cuts and blah, 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 because everybody wants to see it. That's a dangerous precedent. Because in art, whenever I was painting with my grandma, she would always tell me to, you know, do something until it looks good to you and then stop. Mm -hmm. you don't need to always go back and correct art Mm -hmm. that's the point yeah so when we're talking about cutting down a movie um make sure you're 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 releasing the movie you want to make your you want to release and we don't go back and start editing things nor do we just release four hours worth of footage just because we can Mm -hmm. because that wasn't supposed to be part of the movie you know now the exception would be something like Endgame, some spectacle mm-hmm. where they're like, you know what? There was 40, 45 minutes more, uh, you know, f- of stuff that I wanted to put in, but I simply couldn't find the space. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I just want to make sure that there's no precedent sent, s- set of let's just never stop editing, because art is never finished, but it can always be complete and then ruled upon. I don't think
1: it does that per se because i really I think you know most filmmakers see this as a, a raw version right an unedited on un, like trimmed version of the movie however yeah because so many people were invested into it and really wanted to see it um, I would say that runtimes of movies might see a little bit of an increase because filmmakers are going to be a little bit more daring and yeah. they're also going to say you know what I can get my entire vision out. So if that's your entire vision and your entire vision is like a three hour long horror movie,
0: go for it. Which is non existent. Right. <laughs> go for it though. You know what I mean? Like There's there's precedents yeah. that just are never broken. And if we can do you know, the future might be dual. Streaming theater, mm-hmm. so maybe there are more three to ha- three and a half hour movies on the way. I don't think four will ever become no. some kind of normal thing. No but, way. But this was a, a one off. Yeah. Um. Cool. I'm I'm glad we got we got through a lot of Snyder cut stuff. Um. We went to see. I just covered my mouth like I'm in the room with with you and only you. <laughs> we went to see Kong versus Godzilla in, or I should say, Godzilla versus Kong, mm-hmm. in. I, uh, IMAX about two hours away uh, Jacob drove mm-hmm. quite, shout out to Jacob quite uh, not fast but uh, all around the road a good pace, <laughs> we'll say <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun uh, car ride and we had a lot, uh, a good time we went in with some expectations of what was going to happen and mm-hmm. for anybody who hasn't seen it we're not going to spoil anything no Kong no Godzilla spoilers But we just kind of wanted to give our thoughts on it since we had seen it recently. Um, I loved it. I I really, really liked it. Yeah. It was Godzilla versus Kong. I mean, it's what you expect. And the story, while it had some like loop de loops, and you're like, okay, what what is going on here? You know? Yeah. Um, it's not supposed to make complete sense because again, it's Godzilla versus Kong. Kong. (laughs) Now, what I was pleasantly surprised about is usually. I don't care at all about anybody in the movie. Like, mm. I don't care about the people. Yeah, I've never cared about a person except for like when we had. Uh, let's see, I'm doing it again. Um, I might be able to say... Hal. You. Hal <laughs> from
1: Malcolm in the Middle. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston yeah. when he was in the 2014. I was I was so excited because that's so like getting Samuel funny. Jackson. That's like if you watch went... Avengers, and then you see Samuel die in like the first. 20 minutes of the movie you're like wait a second this one wasn't what i paid for i'm confused how you went from brian cranston
1: to hal from malcolm in the middle just completely skipping over heisenberg
0: no because Hal's the the childhood memory ah okay i mean breaking bad's an excellent show but i still see him as hal um so yeah you know he was great he was in underwear in both of them anyway (laughs) Um, and he died so quickly in, in the Godzilla of 2014. Yeah. But since then, like, I just haven't personally cared for the, the people storyline. Mm-hmm. And then they got this little girl. Yeah. <laughs> this little girl that can communicate, um, with Kong in her own, you know, special way. And it, it was really fun. Um, it had a couple people I love to hate. Uh, it even had, you know, the Ghidorah head that they, uh, found at the end of, um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and we, we got to see that fleshed out, uh, as you saw in the trailer. His weapon that he was using against Godzilla was so cool. Um, it, it just the backstory. It was so cool, yeah. And it was a spectacle. Like if you can see it in IMAX, please do. Um, if you are into this kind of thing, because what I was saying when it when we got out of the theater was the close-ups yeah. on Kong and Godzilla. Like the room is shaking, and he's just like breathing, and you see the the pores and the hairs on his face. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. Um. Real quick, can I say this? No. (laughs) Ah, that's the storyline of any. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And every Godzilla movie has that too. Yeah. Go ahead. So yeah, I I
1: think that that's very cool plot wise. That even when you have these titans. Existing humanity is the one that's kind of pulling the strings. Humanity's always the enemy and always like the villain of these kinds of stories, which is so interesting to me. Because at the end of the day, to me, personally, I don't see an issue with a Godzilla creature living in the world. Because if it's unprovoked, it's unprovoked. It's not going to do anything. It's a living being. It's like, you know, uh, like a megalodon. Like, you just don't provoke it. You don't do things that would provoke it. I mean, it's like if you're allergic to wasps and you see a gigantic wasp nest, you don't go up to it and start hitting it with a broomstick thinking, oh, and then get mad when you get stung, you know? Like, that's always kind of the case is, you know, he's searching for power, sure. But, like, at the end of the day, more often than not, you're provoking him. Like, humanity is always provoking him to do things. And, you know, it's kind of like the whole saying of, like, what is it? Uh, stupid games or whatever. Win stupid prizes. Play stupid games. <laughs> Play stupid games, stupid games. Win, prizes.
0: win stupid prizes. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Um. It, it's always fun because Godzilla, every Godzilla story has the same story. It's yeah. just changed a little bit. Um. You know, somebody's going down at some point. Somebody's probably going to get a revive of some, you know, aspect. And you go back in the history of all of the Godzilla and King Kong movies. And somebody's getting knocked down and, and something happens. And they're like, oh, okay, we got him back. And, you know, you get that moment. You get, um, you know, the person-to-person interaction, as I mentioned. And they both hate each other, which is amazing. Like, they're the, it's respectful hate. But they hate each other, dude. It's, it's it, oh man, it's like a, when you walk on man. the basketball court and you see that dude that you just don't, you, you don't like playing against. You know, you're like, oh, he's here, like, like, like he's good, but man, it's not gonna be a fun day. They're just about to smoke, man. And like it's on sight. Yeah, with these it, two. literally. Yeah, they <laughs> said we can't take him off the island because Godzilla's, <laughs> Godzilla's coming.
2: coming. He's coming, and for he, did. <laughs> he
0: did. He did and we knew in the trailer that Godzilla was going to kind of be an antagonist because he was uh attacking humans and you know we always know Godzilla's got a good heart mm-hmm. you know we we've known that yeah. from the start um but we get to see you know why was he why was he making these attacks and uh how did they get Kong from point A to point B and uh what what comes of Skull Island and and, and all that so it, uh, it was a really fun experience. If you got a, a chance to go see it in IMAX, I would recommend it. And uh, the last thing on our ticker for today is something that I was not particularly interested in seeing just because, and, and I was gonna see it, don't get me wrong, but I wasn't like super excited for it, mm. um, which is Space Jam 2. Uh, that, that really comes from a place of, uh, every time I rewatch Space Jam, I'm reminded of how it was completely saved by the characters and Michael Jordan. Cause it's really just not that well made, Yeah, but it's fun. It's got Bill Murray in it. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> um, but space jam Two was like, yeah, we're going to take the title. We're going to like use the three outline, you know, pieces that you guys have. Nothing else is going to be the same. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. That was pretty cool. I mean, the trailer immediately shows you, <laughs> you know, what's funny. Uh, so I don't I don't remember who said it but they said uh the greatest thing Space Jam did was make me believe that Michael Jordan lived in a tiny suburban house.
1: <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yes. Actually, yeah. I never thought about that. Like yeah. you
0: think that's how Michael Jordan just lives cuz that's how he's portrayed and then literally the first moment of the the new trailer is LeBron's mega mansion. Yeah. Like Kanye mm-hmm. whatever you want to say like huge house and I'm like that's funny. um but we get a differentiating factor of his kid doesn't want to play basketball that's kind of a tried and true storyline um and they get pretty much lost and end up in a virtual world where you know war machine is making the calls (laughs) um and we come to find out that he's got to play basketball game for his son's um Life, I guess. They don't like yeah. threaten his death or anything, but he's not going to get him back. So, right. uh, so he assembles, and I, I think he's poking fun at himself when he says, "I need to assemble the team of." And he puts yeah, Superman, yeah, yeah. King I Kong, so. Iron Giant, and Gandalf. Yeah, and I'm like,
2: I think, yep, he, yeah, he's That's pointing.
0: exactly what you did in my. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's making um, fun of himself there. So that was pretty funny, and then we get to see uh, all the characters return and. They become um, like 2021 uh, Detective Pikachu style uh, characters, where they're actually like real, but like fake. Like they're really real-looking fake creatures. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Though. Yeah, they're like they're like teddy bears. Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: In that they have like this fake fur, right? You know, but that that's what that's the look they're going for. It's a it's a realistic cartoon. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: I like uh,
1: Man, I I wanted to see it anyways, but like you said, I mean, I wasn't like super excited for it. But um yeah, now I think it's kind of like a must-see for me. Like I really want to see it.
0: I love how Warner Bros is like yeah, we own a lot of things. <laughs> and right. they just throw it they in just, the movie. I like, didn't even King realize Kong, how many things King Kong, the they Flintstones, <laughs> Iron Giant gandalf like everything is just coming out of nowhere and they just yeah. throw all these characters in, and then in the original uh, space jam there was a crowd of cartoons but it wasn't like well-known cartoons there's just yeah. like generic uh crowd uh fodder but it looks like we're getting like a- and out. people are dissecting this yeah, you haven't seen this yet but no there's characters from uh, uh a clockwork orange there's what? all these movies there's just, like Characters from those movies that are in the crowd, so they had the time.
1: <laughs> that makes sense, actually, though, because if he's getting lost into like a virtual, basically world. a virtual world or a computer, so to say, you have a lot of backlog it's the internet, in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it makes one hundred percent. It's really cool, and sense, and, yeah.
0: and the way they made like the final one. One of my biggest issues with the original Space Jam is that the actual game is like half the movie. Yeah, but. The game is, like, 25 minutes long. Like, it, in the game, when I say the game, I mean, like, everything that surrounds the game. There's only probably two minutes of on-play or on-court play. Mm-hmm. But it looks like this one has a major scene with the court. And I'm guessing since it's nowadays, it's going to be closer to, like, an hour and 50, an hour and 55, because the original – I don't know exactly how long it is, but I think it's like an hour and 20. Yeah. Um, they just sure. didn't have a lot of time to, to expand on anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping we get to see a lot of cartoony stuff this time. I like the way they animated it. Um, I like the idea of making LeBron into a cartoon. But then when it's game time, you know, it's it's time to return back to form.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see how it goes. Look, I've never been a big fan of LeBron's acting just because I think he's a little bit in that John Cena like – Yeah. I'm a corny dad actor, (laughs) but also like I'm cool. Yeah. Um, But I mean, Michael Jordan was a horrible actor. He just was so cool that everybody was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So I'm intrigued. Um, Like when he said, "What is the what in the Matrix?" I I was like, (laughs) "Who let that line?" Like you know, the Ron was like, "Yo, I got a line, Ryan." And Ryan was like, "No, don't. uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can say that. The trailer? Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll throw it in the trailer." It, it's a little yeah. corny, but um, I, I'm excited for it. I'm very excited for it too. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah. Like I said, man, I didn't really have too much anticipation of seeing it. Like I was kind of like, yeah, I'm gonna see it, but you know,
0: this time, yeah. After seeing the trailer, it's a must see, hundred percent. You know what else is a must see? What's that? The Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode four, which is going to be coming up this Friday, and we will release a podcast for it on either friday or saturday for you guys so if you've made it this far an hour and 40 we didn't do too bad for that many topics um i hope you enjoyed again uh, like our facebook page the marvel guys podcast there's a lot of fun stuff going on there we meme it up as much as we can but we're having a great time with this bracket if you have a favorite movie maybe an underdog that you want to start you know upvoting it's it's getting into the nitty-gritty. We're in the Sweet 16, so we got about a week left of voting for this round, and then we'll move on to the Elite Eight, and uh, we'll go from there. So uh, I hope you all have had a great week. I know times are getting a little bit better. Things are starting to open up, and we're getting, um, you know, some time to actually do fun things with friends, take advantage of it. The weather's getting nice. Again, if you're in a place where you have nice weather, nice weather. it's getting hot down here in southern Illinois. So. Yeah. Um, hope you all are doing well and please leave some comments if you do want to talk about something or give us any feedback any likes reviews um, you know we'd really appreciate it all so thank Absolutely. you guys for um, being with us and going uh, on this journey with us I know you're always appreciative of that
1: hmm always always appreciative of, uh, likes shares comments I, I really enjoy comments And communicating with you guys as much as possible. Um, And you know, like you said, you know, stay safe. Um, But you know, things are getting a little bit better. It's a slow process, but you know, things will be back to like a somewhat of a normal. Hopefully, pretty soon. I love lamp. (laughs) So you turn into a mop. Yes, podcast. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for
0: joining us, everybody. We'll see you guys soon. Peace.